Bonjour. Bonsoir. <laughs> Dear friends, let's welcome back again our fabulous Lisa Perotti Brown, who is coming back from great journey across the US. She'll tell us all about this. And we wanted to invite Lisa in our new destination. Just got finished. You are one of the first one here I because it. I love it. It's, thank you. It's it's everything that's near and dear to my heart with all of the history and the cooking and you know lots of utensils that I recognize from my childhood. It's wonderful. That's right. So we are at Elizabeth Spencer Winery. This will be in the future called Rutherford Cross Estate. Because I it, did not know that. <laughs> New information. <laughs> well, it's going to include a lot of activities. Oh. And dear friends, as you can see, Lisa is very much into wine, but as well food. Don't they go together? They do. They do. It's definitely. hard to imagine them apart, right? It is. No, it is. Because, you know, I, I um, absolutely believe that wine is part of a culture. And yes. that culture has to do with gastronomy as much as it does with obviously the Venice pursuit so yeah and you've been cooking well to that note we we cannot let our dry mouth continue to be dry we need to irrigate with Sarah V fabulous latest well it's your great Vardy you know it better than me uh yes wow it's 2021 this is delicious isn't it and I love the 2021 vintage. It's, um, you know, a nice sort of cooler vintage. Mm -hmm. yeah, tell, tell our friends why you love 2021, because a lot of people are thinking, oh, the fires. A lot of people are thinking the droughts. A lot of people are thinking all those weather conditions here in the North Coast. But in fact, mm -hmm. it's pretty good, right? Yeah. Yeah, 2021 was a lovely vintage here in Napa, um, and, and there was none of that that year. Yeah. Um, obviously, you know, everybody remembers 2020, um, and which was a, a challenging vintage for sure. Um, but uh, 2021 had, you know, none of, of that going on, and yeah. it's a lovely, moderate, um, longer growing season. And, and, you know, this is what we love is basically when you, you get these longer, cooler growing seasons without the heat spikes and all of that, you give the grapes plenty of time to mature slowly, to acquire all of the complex aroma and flavor compounds that you need. If it's red varieties, then you get the, the tannins perfectly ripe. Yeah. Um, so it's just a, a beautiful vintage, but you know, for, for, White wines as well as for red wines as well. Which I'm so pleased to hear you say that because we just tasted our 2021 and they're exemplary, phenomenal. I know. I'm so excited for the reds. Um, but it's nice to see the whites starting to come and hit the markets because yeah. obviously there's there's um, a little bit of, of a gap in the market. Um, there wasn't much that was made in 2020 That's um, it. from Napa. Um, and so there were some some great wines, and particularly the whites. The whites are actually pretty special from 2020. And I have to say, I haven't tasted any whites that have any smoke taint issues yes. or anything like that. And in fact, even though it was a warmer vintage, the whites have a lot of freshness and vivacity to them. That's kind of counterintuitive. Yes. Um, so I would, uh, you know, I wouldn't hesitate for anyone to to purchase um, 2020 whites from Napa or Sonoma or anywhere in um, Northern California. Um, but then you get to the Reds, which is a different mm -hmm. story. Yeah, you, you kind of have to have an awareness of what happened with that property yeah. and what they decided to do. 
um, in order to ensure that, you know, what you're purchasing is, is going to be good. Well, I'll drink to that because, yeah. dear friends, you're getting the best advice. Remember, <laughs> Lisa was running the Wine Advocate magazine for many, many years. And then she elected to start with Johan, one of her close friends, who is a great photographer, the phenomenal wine independence. So it's a huge deal. Not many people have the daring capacity and the entrepreneurship mind to do that specifically in 2022, in the year we're living in, and she did it. And we'll talk about it because she just came back from a great tour and a new thing she's doing called the summit. And we'll tell you all about it. But coming from her, this sign of confidence for 2021 is very exciting. But what do you do with this? Do you make wine? (laughs) This is quite exciting. So we've asked Lisa within the environment of where we are, right here, kitchen memories. So this is a museum, dear friends, in many ways, or playground of all the memories you have through over 22 different categories in the kitchen of what tool you've used as a young cook, cooking maybe with your grandmother, mother, if you were lucky, or whoever in the kitchen and have great memories. Mm-hmm. So we've asked Lisa to bring her favorite tool. <laughs> Pretty sexy tool. It is. It is. I love egg beaters. And, you know, they're so, they're so tactile. I remember as a kid, you know, we didn't have much when I was a kid, but I loved playing with the egg beater. And the egg beater was always a fun thing for me. When my mom got out the egg beater, it meant she was making a cake. Um, and so I have this, this actually sits in my wine wow. cellar, this, this actual egg beater. I do have like little, it's funny that you should have this actually, this, this museum devoted to, you know, old kitchenware and kitchen devices, because, um, the, the pieces from my childhood like this and like, you know, that we were talking about the sifters, yes. the flower s- sifters, I have these little decorative pieces in my wine cellar because I do think think that yes. you know cooking and and wine preparation go hand in hand um and like i said you know just looking at this and then picking it up every now and then and just playing with it it brings me joy because it, it <laughs> reminds me of happy memories of baking in the kitchen with my mom and making cakes and you know my mom was one of those people who she would we would always have flour we'd always have eggs and we'd always have milk in the house we'd always have the ingredients for making cakes yeah and you know whenever she was always ready she was and she was always like you know whenever there was an occasion or even when there wasn't she was just making a cake and it would always make things you know happy and better so talking about cakes what kind of cakes oh okay all kinds of cakes my 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 mom's favorite and our favorite was always chocolate. Yeah. Um, and so it was like a, just a, a basic chocolate cake that was kind of gooey in the middle. And it had this um, like a real thick fudge um, icing on it. My kids are actually buttercream kids. They, oh. <laughs> they all, I could just make buttercream icing, you know, you, yeah. basically all it is is butter, powdered sugar, a little vanilla, you know, and I, I instead of using, um, um, Water, which is what you usually use in buttercream. I actually use a little half and half. So it's really, really, it's a very rich buttercream, but my kids love it. Um, And so when I make it for cakes for for their birthdays or whatever, I mean, they'll sit down and eat the (laughs) the bowl of buttercream icing. A confidence tonight. We're going to have dinner together because it's pre-Thanksgiving. We're going to start celebrating and have cookies. We're going to have a melting chocolate 
cake. Oh, this is Ooh my favorite. La la. Yeah. Well, that's going to bring back the childhood memories because, as I was saying, my mom makes would make this um, fudge icing on it. That was really thick and gooey and rich. Um, that 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 was my favorite. So, was the kitchen in your family as well that place where you all gathered and you share stories and? You cook together, whatever it is, fancy or not fancy. Absolutely. We had such a small house, there wasn't a place else to yeah. go. <laughs> it was, it was. Yeah, we all hung out in the kitchen. Uh, absolutely. That, that was the, the, the fun place, and that's where all of the great smells. Yeah. I, you know, that's, that is where my nose was developed. You know, isolating, yeah. you know, the smell of vanilla, the smell of cinnamon, the smell of cloves, the smell, you know, all of those yes. spices that you used, you know, from making things from scratch, you know, and, and, you know, the, the fond memories of each of those of walking in the kitchen and being able to pick out everything that my mom had put into a dish. I could you know, see that the smell coming from. So what is for you, your most favorite memory with your own kids? Um, you know, being in your kitchen and cooking with them. Because I, I really feel it's so important, dear friends, in this lovely place, we all can fill a little form as you exit, fill your best kitchen memories. Mm. And I love it. For me, it was always making cookies at the time of Thanksgiving and yeah. Christmas. Because yeah. my mother had for everyone in the family a cookie little um tin beautiful little uh, box and you took it after christmas and you remembered christmas for 30 or 40 days because you ate all the cookies yeah we made but every wow, day they morning, lasted 30 or 40 oh, days well because we made a big box oh, per okay. person oh, okay cool. but it was so fun because my sister my mother my two grandmothers all be in the kitchen for weeks Doing cookies. It's so fun. But that's that I was just thinking that when you said that, what's my, my memory with the kids? Because, you know, in the run up to Christmas, you know, there will come that weekend day, that Saturday, where I, I get out all the cookie cutters. Yes. You know, we have so many now. For sure. And, you know, I spread them all out, you know, and I'm like, okay, today's cookie making day, yeah. you know, and we get the, and, and, you know, it's basically sugar cookies with all different types of to toppings and things like that. And some of them will put frosting on and, but, you know, you get to pick out your, your shapes and it's just a full day oh. of baking tray after tray after tray. And do you actually eat them after? Or Absolutely. You just give them away? Until we're sick. Yeah. <laughs> And what wine do you actually... Do you do red wine too with cookies? No. <laughs> do you do champagne or desserts? Or? I, I will probably require a glass of champagne at yeah. some point in the day. <laughs> and do you cook... As you cook those cookies, do you drink wine or...? No, we usually start um, fairly early in the day. We'll start yeah. at about noon. But, you know, it, it will go on for the afternoon. So, like I said, there's a point where I'm like, okay, it's time for the champagne. And, and don't you think what, what I remember so much is the incredible stories that come out mm. of my grandmother, a mother, or sister, as we all rolling the pastry or dressing up the cookie or doing all that, you talk. Mm -hmm. endlessly you yep. don't listen there's a music background but we talk yep. 
And we just talk about everything and anything. I remember when stories, you know. <laughs> yeah. What was your favorite? Oh, I don't know. Um, uh, what, what, it's funny because little things about, you know, like a, a, the shape of a, um, a, a cookie cutter or, you know, something that you're doing will remind you of a memory. Um, and then, you know, it might be a memory that I've shared with the kids, but it might be a memory from my childhood. That's right. And so, you know, it brings out cooking together does bring out memories, doesn't it? Because as we know, you know, aroma compounds are so evocative of memories. Yes. And you smell something and suddenly you're transported back to a time when you were doing that. And particularly cooking. I mean, when I, the smell of cinnamon is one of my favorite smells yes. on the planet for that reason, because it reminds me so much of my childhood and of baking and yeah. of happy, you know, days and wintertime and it's Christmas. And yeah. That's right. Mm. Now, this is like Christmas in the glasses now. I know. Cheers. <laughs> no, it's like well, this lots is Sarah's of baking spices new, in there. New Cabernet from Napa Valley. I know there's a big part of it from Rutherford, where we are today. That is yummy. And that's the wonderful vintage 2019. I love 2019. Such a great vintage. Yeah, where do you think of this one? I like it. It's got a little even more density than a lot of 2019s mm. do. Um, it's got a lot of spice to it. Uh, a little bit of a, a kiss of oak in there as well. Yeah. What would you pair it with? What would I Because Lisa is an amazing wine taster because she's a great chef as well. Mm -hmm. And I think it really goes in pair. People who are really great with food and pastry. I'm very impressed when I taste with pastry chef or, you know, great chef who have pâtisserie. Mm -hmm. They're typically amazing. And wine, yeah. and specifically their nose is wow, yeah. overdeveloped. You're right. You're yeah. right. I, I totally agree with you. This is quite a big, rich, yeah. full-bodied wine. You know what? It, it the first thing that popped in my mind, and it's because I've just come back from Texas um, and Dallas doing events. Is you know when we went to um, one of the um, the best um, barbecue places mm. in Dallas. <laughs> um, it was called Slow Bone. Johan, was it called Slow Bone? It was called Slow Bone. Yes, Ooh. and we had brisket there, um, and this would go really well with, with brisket. brisket. Yeah, mm. it was so good. Melt good in to your be mouth remembered. Brisket. Mm. So you've been traveling. So besides the kitchen. You know, Lisa started this new incredible magazine online, absolutely gorgeous, named The Wine Independent. So you'll find, again, if you haven't subscribed, many of you have already, but if you haven't, you know, you can today in the chat. So, you know, you starting as well a new vision of... Mm -hmm promoting wine and wine tasting and what you write about through a form of a summit. Tell us about it. Well, you know, we when we started the publication, when we started The Wine Independent, we knew that, of course, we wanted to be a, a critical um, publication yes. to, to do reviews about wine and to be independent. You know, that's all in the name. But we wanted to do things a little bit differently. And, and you know, straight away when you go to the website, you'll, you'll see that the, all of the photography is professional. Um, it's either done by Johan, who's um, lurking in the background here, um, or it's done He's by... He's taking our pictures. Yeah. We love it. Or it's done by um, another uh, wonderful Swedish 
photojournalist that we have working for us, Fante Ornberg, who's also um, based in Sweden. Yeah. Um, uh, and uh, we, we want to capture, you know, the emotions behind mm -hmm. wines and yeah. the places and the people who are making the wines um, and really, you know, um, captivate people's imaginations because we're, we're you know, this is where we're, we're going nowadays. Yes. We're much more sort of visually um, aware. Uh, and, you know, a lot of it has to do with social media. Yes. But it, a lot of it has to do with just modernization, the, the ability of, you know, people to, to bring a camera in their pocket now. That's right. Um, and to film things and things yeah. like that. So we're, we're much more about um, visual storytelling as well as the words. Um, we do have a great database um, yeah. um, and search capabilities on the website with more filters than any other wine criticism website, including the ability to search by body, by yes. alcohol level, by um, major grape variety, all of these things. And I love this because, dear friends, no one else does it that way. Yeah. And it's so important. Imagine you had tonight a beautiful Solmonier, a light fish with a beautiful butter sauce. You don't want to go necessarily with this wine. Yeah. Frankly, that would be maybe too overpowering. You could choose the entry of your wine through the style. Well, this is it. You know, if you know that you're doing a Solmonier and you, you, want a light-bodied Chardonnay, say something more of a, a Chablis type of style, or you want, you know, a Sauvignon Blanc, but you don't want, you know, a 15% alcohol Sauvignon Blanc, you want something more like a 12.5% alcohol Sauvignon yeah. Blanc. You can dial these in on our website because we, we have all of the alcohol levels. We have um, the body levels um, across light, light to medium, 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 That's full right. and full body. So you can find the style of wine that you're looking for, which is, you know, for me, in many ways, even more important than the score. Yeah. Um, because we all have an, a vision in our mind about a style of wine that we want to drink that night, maybe to pair with something or just what we're in the mood for. Um, and it doesn't matter if, you know, what you're looking at is a hundred point wine, if it's not of the style that you want to drink. So I, I always think that style mm -hmm. outweighs whatever the score or even the quality might be because you, you, you might never be in the mood for that style of wine over there. What you that's want right. is this one over here. And that's why my question to all of you and to everyone is always, what's your style and what's your mood? <laughs> exactly. Because it really guides what you want to eat, what you want to drink, mm -hmm. the desserts you want to have. But what I'm so excited, because, you know, dear friends, it's one thing to know how to write a good review online, which obviously you've mastered so well, but you're a great speaker. And this is how we met when you were doing an incredible presentation on Australia. And Australia happens to be the place I'm not as familiar as I would be with many. And you enchanted me. You inspired me. You wanted me to go there. It was an hour presentation. <laughs> here in Napa Valley at the Meritage, right? I will never forget, and, yeah. you know, then obviously, you know, very fortunately we've met all along. And what is important is for you to explain us uh, where can all our friends come and see you? Because you just did a big tour across the US, We did, the US, we right? did, yes. And we're going to be doing more tours. One of the things that, you know, um, um, I know very much from working with Robert Parker um, is yeah. that 
his success was not overnight, not at all. He, he started out in 1978 and he had what was basically a pamphlet almost. It was a newsletter, but it was very small and, it, you know, very humble beginnings. He borrowed some money from his mom um, to, to be able to, you know, print the issues and, and you know, leave eventually his job as, as a lawyer um, yeah. and do the wine advocate. But it took a lot of, you know, in person, you know, convincing of people of who you are. You know, you, you, you aren't entitled to people being loyal to you. That's right. And so more and more so we want to, to travel um, to cities around America and around the world to be able to do events with people. And we, we've just um, come back from New York and Dallas um, where we've done some um, BYO events with, with um, uh, consumers. BYO, bring your own wine bottle. Wine bubble. <laughs> bubble, yeah. Um, so it basically, you know, we're, we're not charging for a time or who we are. It's uh, the price of the, the dinner and a subscription to the wine independent. It's so um, really what we're doing is, is talking to people about what we do and talking about wine and showing them who we are. Yes. And, and, you know, it's, it's that kind of, you know, relationships that you build up with your subscribers. We, we we are you know prepared to do it slowly organically and yes. and grow and and get real loyalty with people which um, is very exciting so as you join the wine independent you know then you'll see invitations to come to those events mm -hmm. and i think it's a lot of fun because at those events you obviously speak about wine obviously you come oh, yes. in wines you you have a theme, so yeah. you, you did the Commanderie of Bordeaux? Yes, we did a, uh, one of the events we did was with the Commanderie de Bordeaux um, in uh, New York City, but also in yeah. Dallas. Um, then we did um, uh, events with um, Food and Wine, um, or sorry, I should say Wine and Food Society of New York. Yes. Um, and, um, you know, and, and we, we did events with, with no um, uh, society or anything, you know, just to, to do it with That's right. consumers that love wine. Um, uh, where we're, you know, looking to do more and more and more of those. And those are probably, you know, the more um, accessible events for anyone. Yes. And that's what we want to do. We want to make, you know, our, ourselves accessible to anyone. But we're also doing very high-end events as well because we very much believe that, you know, being able to create unique once-in-a-lifetime experiences for people and to share those with yes. people is also important and we're, we're just about to launch or we've just um, um, uh, opened um, uh, interests up for our very first summit event mm. which um, is uh, an event for a very small group of people that we're going to be doing in Verbier oh yes Switzerland dear friends yeah, so. get your Swiss Visa in, and we go. It's in March. It's in the height of ski season, nice. um, and it's at a chalet there. Um, and it's um, oh, well, I should say it's not just any chalet. It's one of the most exclusive chalets in all of Verbier, um, which is a very fabulous place. Yeah. So we'll have just a few couples that will be joining us, and we've got um, uh, chateau owners coming um, three nights in a row. Wow. Um, so we've got uh, Jacques Tiempon from Le Pen. Great. Um, and then we've got um, from, uh, oh, we've got um, the, 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 a dinner with La Conseillante and Fille Jacques. Great. Who are, are two wineries in, yeah. in Bordeaux that are good friends. 
Yeah. Um, and so they, they enjoy doing events together. Um, and so we've got, um, oh, what's the third one? Mall Rose. Sorry, how could I forget Mall Rose? One of my favorite chateaux in yeah. uh, San Step. Um, and we've got Pierre Grafoy um, coming to right. uh, host that. So um, it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, and we're doing one other dinner, aren't we? Are we doing a BYO as well? BYO. Yes. We should just get Johan to say <laughs> He doesn't want to, but he, he promised. He doesn't like to be in front of the camera. <laughs> he, he's typically behind, but he promised to do, next time he comes back to the U.S., a show to present all his phenomenal photography online independent and all what he does, you know, behind the camera. So it's going to be fun to see. He better do that. Yes. Well, he said <laughs> yes. that, that will be exciting. And, you know, he committed to it. So I love those events. Yes, so how that, that's going to be a week. That, that will be a big week-long event um, uh, where, you know, people stay and everyone's like-minded. Everybody's super passionate about wine. We've got, you know, great winemakers. Yeah. Um, top wineries in, in Bordeaux there. Two star Michelin um, chef. Oh gosh, yes, I forgot about the two-star Michelin chef. So um, we've got a, a Michelin, a two-star Michelin chef coming um, from um, Lomers in um, Sweden, nice. from, wow. in Malmo, Sweden, um, coming to do all of the catering for the dinners and creating special menus to go with the wines that night. I should you know, mention as well that the wines are being purchased by us from the chateau as well. There, there's, you know, there's no, um, you know, wineries that are, are you know, um, uh, donating or, or uh, you know, um, uh, being coerced into doing this. We're, we're very much paying for yeah. everything and that was by invitation only for those wineries. Um, but really what it's about is, like I said, getting closer to consumers. That's key. Um, and creating wonderful experiences that they'll speak about for a lifetime. Forever. You know, um, and, and, and that's what we want to do because that's what we yeah. believe wine is. Yes. You know, and, and you know, the, the Verbier Summit experience won't be for everyone, but we also, we're creating um, a wonderful ECAM dinner that we're going to be doing in Sweden. Um, and other dinners that we're looking to do in and the And you're going to have the Mona Lisa smile. Pierre, I love what <laughs> oh, you Oh, you read that article. Of course. <laughs> I read the wine independent. Uh, Don't think that I but just But isn't subscribe. that a, a great photo yeah. as well of Pierre Lertin on If you go to the homepage. And you know, Pierre, you realize that the Mona Lisa, we never knew if he was a man or woman, right? So that's the big <laughs> dilemma of the painting. So maybe we'll have to find more about you. Yeah. You know, I may be the only one who knows all those secrets. The, the Da Vinci oh, Code secrets. Da Vinci Code. <laughs> <laughs> the Da Vinci Lurson secret. Yes, yes, yes. But that's so cool. So you plan to do once a quarter those summits or every other month or? Well, I don't know that we're doing, how often are we going to be doing them? Maybe well, once. The big, the big one. Once uh, a year. Not very often. Yeah, maybe once a year. That's it. Yeah. Um, because that that's at that one end For of the sure. spectrum. But yeah. we do want, and we are doing already, much more sort of humbly priced events sure. that, that are accessible. Well, which is very important because we want to come to those. They don't have to be a whole night. They could yeah. be a few hours. We get a lecture. Yeah. And then we want to do the deep dives into do wineries yeah. like it can, you know, where, and, and ones that, you know, aren't, you don't see all of the time, you know. That's right. Um, and, and, you know, we, we're actually, you know, going out there on the markets and, and going to the sellers and buying 
older vintages that people don't see all the time. That's great. You know, and, and, you know, speaking to the chateau owners and telling us, you know, what do you think is drinking great? That's true. You know, that people don't get to drink it all the time. You don't see on the markets anymore. I know. Uh, your dear partner was showing me a, he came 1947 earlier today. Yes. Not yes, too bad. I yes. was not invited to this one, but maybe to the 69 or 67 vintage. Yes. Yes. There we go. Those are the greatest vintages. Those are the best. <laughs> so anything you want to share now, because it's been really exciting. We've had Lisa at the beginning, a week before she announced the... That's right. You guys got the scoop. Didn't we you? got the scoop. We never said what it was. And then, bing, a week later, she launched with Johan this amazing new publication. So now it's been roughly seven months, yeah, six months. Uh, How do you feel about it? Really good. Yeah, the, the reception has been so heartwarming. Uh, you know, we, we've, you know, got a great, you know, group of subscribers already. Yeah. Um, we're, you know, getting out there and meeting people and, and you know, sharing wines with them. The response and the, the, that we've been getting back from people about the articles has been wonderful and like you know it, it's really exceeded both of our expectations and we're, we're you know just completely you know in awe and humble you know at the same time about you know how it's gone yeah. because obviously this is our dream and this is our baby and and you know well which is not easy to do no no i mean no. we don't take any of it for granted launching a publication in 2022 in february and march and Understanding what the status of the economy is, the status of where we are, a war, high interest rates, recession, all those, you know, difficult indicators. I mean, we got to say we're all concerned mm -hmm. about the future and you did it and you're doing it and bring people together. So we hope we can host a big event in the new studio kitchen. Memories one day. That would be fun. We could put a hundred people in line on those long tables right here, looking at Highway 29 and the Maikamas, and dream about food and wine. That would be great. And we could be in the kitchen together and cook. Yeah. What are you going to make? Well, I'm going to, I'm going to, gonna I'm going to use your tools. <laughs> Maybe in the glass. Oh. Yeah. Oh, it would be so fun. You can make so mean cocktails with that. That's right. <laughs> Hey, can you imagine your gene fees is almost ready with your pure egg white? There you go. That would be a nice one. That would be awesome. Gene fees. <laughs> well, Lisa, thank you so much for joining us again on the show. Thank and you. congratulations, you know, one for all those great recipes at home, two for the summit, three for the wine independent, and all what you do for the world of wine. So Anything you want to share as a last comment to our friends? No, no. Just uh, happy Thanksgiving to everybody. That's and, right. Uh, enjoy, enjoy the journey. Enjoy the cooking. And don't forget to have that chef's glass of champagne. Ooh, <laughs> here we are. Lisa Perotti-Brown, dear friends, the wine independent. And soon to come, the summit. Thank you.